Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Through 25 seasons. Hey! 4,561 episodes. I believe the Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the LOLs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The moments that mattered. The eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. Imagine raising your children where milk costs almost $8 a gallon, where two months a year you live in total darkness, your husband hunts moose for dinner, and your kids feast on a dish called muktuk. This is how one mom lives in America. Hi, Oprah. My name is Mary Swisher. This is Kotzebue, Alaska. This is where I was raised, and this is where I'm raising my children. Mary's small village of Kotzebue is 30 miles above the Arctic Circle. 70% of people who live here are Eskimos. I am an Inupak, and my Eskimo name is Olvik. Olvik means um, a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. Surrounded by water, the only way to get to Kotzebue is by boat, plane, or snowmobile. I have two children. Their names are Kaya and Alana. They're eight and four. My husband is a police officer for the city of Kotzebue. Up here in the Arctic, we live very simple to save energy and fuel. We'll find a lot of our houses up here very small. This is where I live. This is where I grew up. 11 of us right here in this little two-bedroom house. Alaska's brutal winters last six months, with wind chills sometimes dropping 100 degrees below zero. If you threw up water outside in the sky, it would come down as powder. That's how cold it gets. For two months a year, Mary's family lives in darkness because of a phenomenon called polar night. We'll get only about 45 minutes of sunlight. The sun will actually rise about 10.45 and then it'll set about 11.15. <laughs> and then it's total dark again. This barge right here is the barge that comes in every summer that brings in supplies for our fuel and mostly our groceries for during the summer months. It stops because of Bering Sea, it freezes over. In Kotzebue, there are just a few places to shop for food. 
Things tend to be very expensive here in Kotzebue, so I tend to get only the things that I really need, which is milk. And that is $7.49 for a gallon of milk. $12 for four ears of corn. That's how high the cost of living is here. The main source of protein for Mary's family and most Eskimos comes from their backyards. My husband hunts. He goes caribou hunting as well as uh, moose hunting. While the cost of living is high, Mary still feels it's the best place to raise a family. The culture here is very awesome. Seeing the little kid here, they like to celebrate life. As I love this close-knit community. I'm proud to be an Eskimo and so is my family. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Here, the lower 48, Mary Fisher. So it's okay to call you an Eskimo? That is okay to call me an Eskimo. That's part of our culture, and I'm proud to be an Eskimo, and that's who we are referred to. So let me ask you this. Do, do some Eskimos, because all we know about Eskimos, I think most of us, is that Eskimos live in igloos and rub noses. Do they still live in igloos? <laughs> well, way back then in the 1800s, we did live in um, igloos, but now we just use them just for fun, and we build them for um, just to play in. Really? And then in the storm, if you're caught in a storm, a hunter will build an igloo. And your husband goes, when you said your husband, the protein, the source of protein is your husband hunts. Does he hunt every day? Does he hunt once a week? He hunts in the fall time. Mm -hmm. That's when caribou season is and moose season. So he goes out hunting for a weekend and he'll come back home with maybe two or three caribou. And that will last you? That'll last throughout the winter. Throughout the winter. Mm -hmm. Well, Mary lives just 30 miles above the Arctic Circle. And I heard that it once got to be 108 below zero. Yes, it did. It got 108 below zero. We had no aircraft that could fly in for a whole week. We were running out of milk and butter and bread, all of our staples that we, our simple staples because of the weather. And so I hear it gets so cold, you have to heat your car for 30 minutes at a time? We have a block heater. It's called an Arctic block heater. We, it's attached to our engine and we have to plug it in every night so we can be able to start our vehicle in the morning because it gets 50 to 70 below sometimes with the wind chill. Wow. <laughs> so I heard that one of my producers who came up to film you and your family tried something called muktuk. Muktuk is from the whale. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> what? Okay, Muktuk is from the whale. Muktuk yeah. is from the whale. And the reason why a lot of Eskimos eat a lot of Muktuk is because in the wintertime it gets really cold. Muktuk keeps you warm. Here comes Muktuk. <laughs> I'm gonna pass. 
what, 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 is, what is this? This right here is yeah. uh, squaw candy. This is salmon. This is our local salmon. Uh -huh. We smoke that every summer, and this is what we eat. We call it squaw candy because a lot of the kids eat and raise on We're grown on this. Squaw candy, okay. Squaw candy. It's a salmon. Okay. And this is the caribou jerky. This is what we dry Ooh. in the summer months. And <laughs> we eat this. It's very healthy for you. There's no fat on it. Caribou jerky. Caribou okay. jerky. And right here is actually the muck duck. This is from the bowhead whale, the blubber. And the black part that you see is the meat. Uh -huh. And this is what we eat to keep warm. Mm. Very good for you. Very good for you. Good. You want some? I'm not going to try it. I'm not going to try it because I, I can't trust what I would instinct. See, I can't eat oysters and things like that. I just, mm -hmm. so I'm going to not try it on TV. <laughs> Okay. I think that is a wise thing. So tell me, why are Lots the groceries so expensive? The groceries are so expensive because the only way that you could get to Kotzebue is by flying in or by boat in the summer. So a lot of our groceries and our milk, they're flown in daily. How often do you get down to the lower 48? Well, the last time I was in the lower 48 was last summer. We were visiting um, my husband's parents in Iowa. Oh, cool. So maybe once a year. Once a year, good. Mm -hmm. Do you like it down here? I do. I just can't believe how you have to drive forever. <laughs> to get anywhere, yeah. Yeah, it takes half your day. Well, just a few months ago, Mary was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so is it hard for you to get medical treatment? It is hard to get medical treatment in my community. I have to fly 549 miles from my community to get treatment. And by plane, of course. Are you still getting treatment? I am. My last treatment was two weeks ago. Wonderful. Good luck to you. Good luck. Thank you. So, do you see evidence of global warming where you live? Yes, I do. In particular, this one community, it's um, called Kivalina. It's about uh, 50 miles north of Kotzebue. And um, they live right on the ocean. They wake up to their waves crashing on their door. That's how global warming has affected this community. And, it's just eaten away their beach and where they live. So they're going to probably be moving, I would say, within the next year or two years They're going to have to move now. the entire community. Relocate the whole community. Yeah. If, if everybody has not seen uh, Inconvenient Truth, Al Gore's documentary, which is coming out on DVD November 21st, you should, because that's what he describes in the documentary, that that is what is going to happen all over the world as the glaciers melt, the water's going to rise, and people in communities which are located next to the ocean, next to the shore, mm -hmm. all of those millions of people are going to have to move if something isn't done, including Manhattan, where the water is going to rise. Mm -hmm. So thank you very much for being here to share. Thank you for having me. Today, we're meeting moms around the world. Our next stop has been rated by some to be the best place in the world to be a mother. My name is Trina Grung, and I'm a 35-year-old mom from Norway. This is not a very glamorous country, and we don't dress up very much. When I go to work, it's jeans and a T-shirt. That's it. Come on in! I love my job. I work in radio, and I've done that for 15 years. I do all the planning myself. I invite all the guests. I do all the interviews. <laughs> so it's a one-man show. <laughs> a one-woman show. <laughs> It's a very family-oriented society, 
and the family is very important to the government. Maternity leave in Norway is, is excellent. We have a whole year off, fully paid for the whole year, and we can even divide it with the husband if we want. If the nanny is sick or the kindergarten is closed or something, we can take the kids to work for a day or two, no problem. And the first three years, when the kids are small, we get a cash payment uh, that we call kuntatstøtte. <laughs> it's about $100 a month if you want to have the kid at home with a nanny. One thing that's very good about Norway as well is that we have free healthcare for the kids up till they're seven years old. Right now we're in the capital in the middle of Norway called Oslo and we're at a cafe who is specially designed for women with children. Here in Norway we can breastfeed basically wherever we want. We can just sit down on the sidewalk and breastfeed, that's fine. We don't flash the boob out of the cafe, but you can be discreet. Everybody does it. And Trina means everybody. An astounding 99% of Norwegian mothers breastfeed their babies. Right now, we're going to pick up my kids, so we're going to go home and have a fun afternoon. And here they come, screaming! <laughs> this is Frida. This is Casper. Uh, Getting ready for making some dinner for the kids too. Healthy, of course. When they come home from school, we're outside playing soccer, going in the woods. I wanted to be active. I don't want to sit down just being paralyzed, going in front of a TV. I hate that. It's the worst thing I see. <laughs> Strict mom. <laughs> Trina admits she is strict, but when it comes to discipline, she does not cross the line. Spanking my kids is a big, big no-no. That's not appropriate behavior here in Norway. We have laws against it. No, and not accepted, not at all. Bring up the topic of marriage, and Trina will tell you there are no rules in Norway. This is a very liberal country. It made headline news when our crown prince five years ago, he married a single mom. Not everybody are married here that lives together. Me and my husband, we've lived together for almost 11 years, and we're not married yet. It's not a big deal. The kids are starting to ask us, when are you guys going to get married? So hopefully we can get our heads together and plan it. Welcome Trina Grung to our show. <laughs> um, today we look at mothers around the world. I heard that you called Norway's prime minister and told him you were coming here to the show. First of all, is our uh, show on there? Uh, this show, yeah. Yeah, it is? Yeah, okay, okay. On, in daytime. So I hope they change that to nighttime so I get to see it more see. often. But yeah, I did mail the prime minister just telling them that I was going here and... Uh, what did he say? Well, he called me and he said like, hello, this is Jens Stoltenberg. And I'm like, whoa, hello. <laughs> And he, he, he told me that uh, I should talk about the maternity leave and that we also get uh, 10 days off, both the mom and the dad, if uh, the kid is sick, a year. So that's 20 days a year with salary that we can take off if the kid is sick. So Norway has one of the lowest crime rates in the world. So Trina says she feels safe leaving your five-year-old and your seven-year-old home alone? Yeah, it's fine. If I want to go to a, jo a jogging for like 30 minutes, but we live out in the country though, on the countryside, like you saw where we were walking. Uh -huh. If I want to go jogging for 30 minutes, I'll just t tell the neighbor I'm going jogging. They say, okay, they'll play outside with their, with their kids, no problem. You're not worried about child abuse or people snatching your of children? Of course we know that there is this also in Norway, but mm. it's not a, I'm not worried that they're gonna come to my house and in our neighborhood, no, not at all. Wow, okay. <laughs> and so what is your impression then of American mothers? The impression that we get from TVs and what we read in the papers, I think they should be more strict. <laughs> more strict. There's a, yeah, with the health issue and the eating and everything. I'm very strict with my kids. Like there's no peanut butter ever in the house. And uh, the cereals that Your we children eat. never get a peanut butter sandwich? No. 
Why should they? There's a lot of love behind a nose. <laughs> Not a peanut, and why? Because you think peanut butter's too fattening? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and also, you have restrictions on what people can be named also. Yeah, uh, I could not call my name, or my girl Oprah, I don't think. Because this is, that's not a Norwegian name. Mm -hmm. We cannot call the kid. If I wanted to call my kid, thank you, I would have to uh, apply to do that. Well, what is the best advice that you've given your children? To believe in themselves and uh, not to listen to all whatever. Like my little girl, for example, like this would bring it down to earth. It would, um, if she comes home and said somebody said something bad about her hair, I said, do you like your hair? Yeah. Well, that's the most important thing, you know, to believe and to be strong in yourself. That's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Well, we headed down south to meet up with our next mother, way south. Talk about lifestyles of the rich and famous. Hola. Hola. Hi. I am Andrea Santa Rosa, and I live here in Brazil, in Rio de Janeiro. It's a beautiful city. I have two children, Pedro and my princess, Nina. I love my life. My husband is an actor. He's like Brad Pitt. He's so beautiful and wonderful. Married to well-known Brazilian actor Marcio Garcia, Andrea basks in the good life. I have a nanny, I have a cook, I have a housekeeper. I think the Brazil are so easier than American because the woman there doesn't have time for them, just for the children and for the house. In Rio de Janeiro, one thing is certain, looks matter. It's very important to be beautiful. I love workouts. I like to buy some clothes. I like Michael Jacobs, I love Chloe. In a country with one of the world's highest crime rates, this mom's top priority is keeping her family safe. The violence here is terrible. I have a security because I'm afraid sometimes I have a bulletproof car. And like every mother, Andrea hopes that she is raising her children right. When they grow up, I'd like they to be a good person and uh, do everything in the right way. Thanks, Andrea Santa Rosa. Now meet a mom who single-handedly gave life to over a thousand children. We're off to Cairo. When you think of Egypt, pyramids, deserts, camels, and the Nile may come to mind. But the capital city of Cairo is a bustling metropolis with over 15 million people. Among them, Dina Abdel Wahab, 
a modern woman by any culture standards. Egypt is a country where government officials admit that children with disabilities are virtually ignored. When I saw people with disabilities in the street, I said, my goodness, in Egypt we are so lucky we don't have any uh, people with disabilities. And I had to discover that we had so many people with disabilities but locked in because some of the families were uh, ashamed to admit their presence. Dina's son Ali was born with Down syndrome. I started looking around for a preschool. It was not an easy task. I went around, people, a lot of people did not understand what I was talking about Down syndrome. Why do you want to send him here? Maybe you should send him to an institution. Dina knew she could not change her son, so she found a way to change society. I wanted a place that would treat every child as an individual that would help him to achieve his maximum potential. Without any business or education training, and with her own money, Dina started the Baby Academy Preschool for Children. We have the Writing Center, we have the Pretend Center, there is a Creative Center, the Reading Corner, and the Puzzles area. Today, Gina has opened two more preschools, helping over 1,000 disabled children and is looking to expand even more. Moms like Dina are really the true spiritual teachers of the world, I think. <laughs> Oprah Show correspondent Lisa Ling is bringing us our next story of moms around the world. The legal age for marriage in India is 18 years old, but more than half of women are married before they turn 15. On average, Indian women have three children or less and make up just 6% of India's workforce. Over the past 10 years, hundreds of U.S. companies have outsourced jobs to India, where labor is cheap and English is one of the official languages. So when Americans dial 1-800 for customer service with their computer and banking questions, This is Alan, how may I help you? They might be talking to 29-year-old Baharti. As a call center supervisor, her day actually begins at 6 in the evening, when she wakes up to spend some quality time with her five-year-old son, Ishu. After preparing dinner for her family, typically chapati and rice, Baharti leaves for work at 8.30 p.m. and returns home at 5.30 the next morning. She whips up breakfast before her husband, Sanjay, leaves for work, and Ishu heads to school. How much time do you spend together, would you say? Just this time, probably this uh, 15 minutes in the morning, and I don't think any time in the evening. Probably another 15 minutes in the evening also. No weekends, nothing. <laughs> Baharti tells me the last time she and her husband spent the night together was two months ago. What do you want women in America to know about your life? I really want them to know that we do everything on our own now. Husbands do not participate that much. We are now more of the uh, man of the family. <laughs> What is your ultimate dream for your life? My ultimate dream is like we have our own flat you know, and uh, Rishu has his own room and I'm not working at all. I would have to teach dance. That's what I want. A simple, a very smooth life. Lisa says call centers like the one where she works are changing Indian families. Really? They are. And, and how many of us have called our credit card company and talked to someone in India and gotten really frustrated and said, put an American on the line? Yeah. <laughs> there, right? So many of us. There are over 300,000 Indians who spend their entire night talking to angry Americans and trying to solve their problems. And they're and at night because 
the time change, because right. that's a day and, for at us. At 11 o'clock at night there, it's you know 9 a.m. here in Chicago, for example. But what I, the reason why I wanted to do this story is because I've actually tried to talk to some of these people on the phone, and they have very interesting lives. And I wanted to put a face to these voices, because it's so easy for us to get so quickly annoyed. But these are real people with real lives and real issues, family issues. OK, and these jobs are often controversial, are they, in India? They're very controversial because they are really changing Indian culture. Because there are so many young people who are going to work in these call, uh, call centers, uh, family structure, which is so important in India, is changing because the mothers aren't around at night. Lisa traveled 8,000 miles to introduce us to this next special mom. Think about her story when you tuck your children in bed tonight. In Thailand, 65% of the women work. The average salary is about $6,000 a year. Oprah, it'd be hard to find a street in Bangkok that didn't have multiple massage places on it. Authentic Thai massage is a huge industry here, and there are thousands of Thai women who work in it. Molly is one of them. Working six days a week, she makes just enough money to support her family. What do you want American women to know about your life? Yeah, I hope she wants American women to know that a Thai woman like her would fight or would do anything to raise her child because her husband is not always here for them. Does your husband, what does he help do in the house? He doesn't at all around the house. He thinks it's like a woman's job to, to work around the house. Molly, her husband, and their 18-year-old daughter live in this tiny one-room apartment. Because Molly works six days a week, she's unable to take care of her nine-year-old son, so he lives with her parents in the countryside. What's it like to not have him living with you? But she calls him every morning before he goes to school. They talk to each other every single day. What's your dream? What do you dream about? She's not having more money, so she doesn't have to go to work every single day. She would like to stay home, and she would like to have some time off just to be more comfortable in life. I was just saying to Lisa that around the world, when you look at working people, they live in smaller spaces and have so much less than, than we do. Yeah, and Molly is actually very lucky because she talks to her son every day, but she's really one of millions of women around the world who are from the countryside and they have to leave their homes in search of work. And some of these mothers in China, in Mexico, in Thailand, they don't see their kids. They maybe see them once a month. Some of them mm. don't see them. Um, they see them maybe two times a year. And this is a, a huge problem in the world because these mothers are, are not primary give, uh, caregivers to their kids anymore. Who's doing it? In, in many cases, grandparents yeah. or relatives, yeah. but they, are, they make significantly, maybe quadruple the amount of money they would make in the countryside. It is on a mother's back that great nations are built, and this special mom is a perfect example. Take a look. In the East African country of Uganda, over one million children have been orphaned by HIV AIDS. How many of you here are HIV positive? Coco Zoe has herself adopted 40 AIDS orphans. So, Minister Zoe, how many kids sleep here? Uh, up to 20, 30 children. We don't have many houses, so we normally have a big mat, and then all of us sleep, sleep on, on the, the floor. floor, yes. Do you support all of them yourself? I do, I do. Virtually, that's all I do with my income. 
Her 40 children now range from three years old to 25. Please meet my children, Lisa, and I'm very proud of them. This is little Moses. This is little Tom, Musema. This is little, you know, Anis. That's Queen Jessla, my daddy, Emmanuel. Do any of your kids have HIV? Yes. I see the kid with all these scars and his uh, rashes on his body. This little kid does sick. This little one also. My Richard. And this little one. That's it. The other parents died of AIDS? Yes. Former Minister Bakoko Zoe is trying to change old laws that give men unlimited power over women. She's starting with her own sons, all 20 of them. What has it meant in your lives to have such a strong mother? It has taught us a lesson that in future, when we have our wives, we must learn how to give them the freedom and how to empower them to look for their own survival. If you mistreated your women, what would she do to you? <laughs> I'm not what do you that. think I'll do to you if, I, if you mistreated your wife, Fred? <laughs> she will have to just tell me to lie down and she can't <laughs> yeah, That's my pride. That even if I am poor, even if I don't have what others have, I have fine young men who will transform our society. and all of those children who had lost their parents. Former Minister Bakoko Zoe is a mom who makes us all proud. Isn't it interesting to see how moms live around the world? I love that. For more information on all of our moms around the world, you can go to Oprah.com. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Miss Ling. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah show, The Podcast. And I thank you for listening. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy.